Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. Joining me today is Morgan. Hey, what's up? On October 10th and 11th, BTS held their Map of the Soul 1 online concert in which almost a million people logged in to watch, which is an increase from 756,000 that logged in to Bang Bang Con the Live a few months ago. So we watched the day two live stream basically because that one was at a more reasonable time on the West Coast for us. So that was at Saturday night at midnight. And uh, the day one live stream would have been Friday night at 3 a.m. So that didn't seem as doable. My impression of the show, it was a pretty impressive concert. I'm sad that we didn't get to see this as an actual concert with people there. But I think they made the best of it. They had many songs from Map of the Soul 7 from the album. And so the only thing I can take away from that is that we may not see a lot of these songs performed anymore after this because it's the next album is going to come out and it's kind of a, a shame that that's the case. Yeah, it was pretty, I, I was pretty entertained by it, but um, it does seem apparent to me that it's just not the same uh, watching it online as it is a live experience, but it is a good sign that BTS, I mean, they sold a lot of these tickets, so this is a sustainable, uh, sustainable model for them. I I don't think most recording artists can say the same. Even big ones, I don't think they would be able to sell an online event this well. So obviously the pandemic has really hurt them in the pocketbook, but it doesn't really seem to be hurting BTS as much because they they do have the drawing power to sell these sorts of tickets. But it does lack something. Uh, you know, it just doesn't feel, you don't have the same energy, obviously, watching it on, online. But it is a good sign that they... You know, we're not really sure when concerts can happen again. So if you don't have a sustainable business model for this sort of new normal, then then you don't have a sustainable business model. And I do think Big Hit has an advantage because they have so much money they can spend. I heard that this concert had really high production values and they spent a lot of money getting it ready and they set it all up. It looked like a dome. I don't know what probably the nearest one that's in in South Korea, in um, Seoul. So they had uh, like a very big, big stages to work with and uh, a lot of dancers. Everybody had masks on, so uh, it was easy for them to comply with the coronavirus stuff. So whatever rules that Korea has right now. And it kind of like made the backup dancers fit in better because everybody had like a handkerchief on or they made it like part of their outfit. So it, it, you didn't even really notice it that much. Yeah, everyone has, I mean, everyone has money for production values, but can you sell is the real question. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see no evidence that Ariana Grande can sell enough online tickets to make this viable. Do you think... Have they even tried? I haven't even seen other artists really try this sort of thing. Yeah. I, I think they must know that it's not viable. I was, They're not allergic to making money. They would have tried. I was yeah. wondering why some of the other Western artists didn't really try that. They it, must have internal numbers that show that it's not... It's not viable. Like, you don't want to embarrass yourself, and it right. d- doesn't sell that many. But at the same time, you're not making money when you're not doing concerts. So I don't know what their plan going forward is for that. But it is it is nice to see that. I guess it's only really BTS. It's it's a problem for K-pop in general, though, because most, most do depend on uh, touring. So this is obviously bad, as long as concerts are not possible. But BTS is uniquely Im- immune to that problem, I guess. So they performed a lot of songs 
that we haven't seen before or they gave it a remix or they've changed something with it. So I think it was a really good show as far as uh, the performances and dancing. Some of the highlights I thought were um, Ugg by the rap line and Zero O'Clock by the vocal line. We hadn't seen those two perform before, so that was really good to see. And I noticed that they actually performed everything out of Map of the Soul 7 and on a stage somewhere this year, except for Louder Than Bombs. So I don't know why they that's the one song that they never performed anywhere before, but works out for me because that was my least favorite song on the album anyway, so I don't mm. need to see that one perform. But uh, at least we've seen everything performed at least a couple times from this album. So it's like th- they've made the best of it, and I think they gave us really good performances in the Map of the Soul 1 concert. Like they knew they were going to do Ugg and Zero O'Clock in this concert because on Bang Bang Con the Live, they showed us the subunit songs. So they, that was um, Respect, Friends, and Jamais Vu. And then they kind of gave us like a minute out of Ugg and Zero O'Clock. So they, that was kind of a foreshadowing there. So that was pretty, pretty cool how that worked out. And everybody liked the solos. We, these are the all new solos from this album and i think uh, my time and filter were really popular with everybody um they had a lot of uh, like good choreography and things that fit with the song really well and i think the best staging there was um a moment in my time where um, jungkook comes out and he's doing his song and then he like walks from one stage to another stage and then there's a like a pathway there and he's like dancing on the way there and I think that would have worked out really well in the real concert because there would have been like all these people like along the sides there and watching that. But that's fine how that turned out. But that was like a really good um, like dance break part. So everybody liked that. And then Filter was where Jimin was. He had like a lot of costume changes. And then there was one point where like he changed the color of his suit changed in like two seconds. And like I don't know how that happened. It might have been... Uh, I don't think he tore clothes away like a like on a magic trick. I think it was, I think it might have been editing, even though I didn't see a cut. But maybe they filmed like the very end of that song and then like spliced it in there. I don't know. But like literally his whole out- outfit changed in like two seconds. So I don't know how that happened. But it was pretty cool effect anyway. The other thing was they had a couple songs, DNA and Dope, where it was like, I guess they want to call it uh, VR or augmented reality or whatever, but it had like the screens were all the way around and it was kind of like the DNA video. If you've seen that, it was like Mm -hmm. very similar. They recreated that and the same thing with dope, except uh, they didn't, that wasn't how the original video looked like, but they had some effect of where it looked like they were going on these different floors, like on an elevator and they were like going up and down. But, um, I think that wouldn't have worked in a real show because you have to be looking at it from one one vantage point, right? Is that something they you think they invented just for this show because you could control? No. I, you, you have to be looking at it from TV. Yeah. Not a vantage point. I don't. I don't people in there can't see it. Yeah. So yeah. that that was looked like to me something that they adapted just for the fact of it, mm-hmm. it being a on a TV performance. Oh, and the other thing with the solos that I wanted to mention is that like they had different outfits on day one versus day two. So that was 
that was good for you know anyone who bought both of them. They could see something a little different. And on my time, even Jungkook changed his choreography a little bit. Like the second day of when he did that dance break, he like did something that was harder than the first day. So it's like he did some different moves, which I because I was able to find the I saw the video from day one. And I was like, oh, that's a little different than day two. But so I thought that was pretty cool. They gave you some slightly different things day one versus day two. The other thing that was different day one and day two is that they had different encores. Day one's encore was Run and Butterfly, and then the day two encore that we saw was Spring Day and Idol. They chose different songs, I guess just to change it up, again, for the you know people that bought both days, so they wanted to give you something else. They had their kind of usual comments uh, day one and day two. I think, you know, the kind of the similar things they'd been saying um, all last few months about how coronavirus affected them and their schedule and you know they really wanted to perform in front of army and at least for this one they were able to have like a zoom thing where it showed like a all these people that I think you had to enter a raffle to be one of those people to be shown on your like online camera and then it was kind of like there was an audience at least you could hear people and see people so hopefully that worked out better for BTS being able to have like feedback during their show if you couldn't have people there in person so at least that worked out so I do think it was a successful show I'm glad I was able to watch day two and maybe that was a slightly better show than day one I'm not totally sure but that was the sense I got from people's comments that maybe they were a little more relaxed on day two and not as emotional we were watching it and there was a lot of lag so I don't know if that was just us or if that had to do with the whole system or however it's not us Okay. We have we have gig internet. Yeah, that's what I figured. But it's like, I don't know if it's that many people logged in or if they just need to like work a little bit harder on, you know, fixing that because it was distracting at times. Like the way it was like, you're not hearing the song smoothly. It's just like jerky and, and late. So hopefully they work on that for next time if they have to do this again. Oh, just a side note. I was watching the finale of Love Island season two. Uh few weeks ago and the show if you don't know it always has like current pop music in the background music of the show and hardly any shows do that anymore because of how expensive or complicated or whatever it is for American shows to to do the licensing so there in the finale episode I was noticing that the very beginning they played a good amount of dynamite in there and I was like shocked to hear Mm. BTS dynamite definitely penetrating in the pop culture here if you're just hearing it on tv shows and things like that they might have made it cheaper to license as a strategy oh maybe they might have just let people use it i didn't even think of that yeah i thought there was just a standard whatever that you have to I pay i think they i think that you it's your property you have the right you could even give people a refund or whatever right i mean if they had to pay or something oh i i, I have to imagine you have the flexibility to make your stuff cheaper or free oh that's true maybe because maybe yeah if they were trying to promote it more in america and yeah. they said okay if you're a show that buys yeah, american it show we'll reimburse you or something use it, yeah oh that is a good yeah. idea they might have even done that because do they even use other pop well i guess they do use other pop music mm-hmm. I, but, it's, I think it's possible i'm not sure don't quote me on that no um, but that, i didn't even think of that so that's a good i mean if you're theory. trying to promote making something free is an easy way to get people to use your stuff 
Yeah, and this, I've never heard them on any other episode of Love Island. It was just the finale, and then that episode was, you know, at a good time for when Dynamite was out and being promoted. So, oh, that's, that would be genius if that's what they did. (laughs) We're talking about Savage Love again with Jason Derulo, BTS, and Josh685. It got to number one on Billboard Hot 100, as we all know. Um, but I guess just recently, Jason Derulo was had a TikTok video and uh, he had a, like a live stream party or something like that. And then he made a huge mistake and failed to mention BTS initially and thank them profusely. Mm-hmm. And so now everybody in army oh, yeah. is mad at him <laughs> they're like to see his comments <laughs> he's like they're like he's uh, you know ungrateful he's like taking all the credit and eventually he did thank them on his live stream but then that didn't really help because army was just like oh well you just did that because people complained it wasn't coming from the heart or whatever <laughs> well, didn't want to forgive him <laughs> i mean what do you want from do you want did you want him to do, or not i mean uh, I, I, I did do have to. I didn't watch it, but I do have to admit that it does seem kind of odd not to th- thank them or to acknowledge them. And his TikTok video that he posted about it, he didn't even use the BTS version. He used like his version, the one right before. Oh, but that's not the one that went to number one. No, right? no, the BTS one right. went to number like his one. Version is crap. I mean, yeah, it didn't Nobody get. Likes it. it didn't get to number one, so clearly that wasn't mm. what did it. It was yeah. the fact that he had that BTS. That is a little suspect. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get worked up over it. Yeah. And say mean things to him. Uh, it's not that big of a deal, but it is pretty suspect. Because that's not the version that went to number one. Mm-hmm. It's a little dishonest, right? Yeah. And ARMY, and I mean, they weren't like trashing him that much. They're just like uh, making notice of it. And mm. they compared him to the other Western artists that BTS collaborated with that they, they feel are much more respectful People like Halsey and Becky G and Max and Steve Aoki and Lauv. So they're like, well, you know, Jason Derulo has fallen down on the list of people (laughs) that they liked to work with BTS. So that's Well, he didn't really work with them. Yeah, they just... They just sort of spliced their versions together, right? right? They weren't in the studio at the same time. Right. And it may have been the Josh 685 people that got in contact with Big Hit anyway. I could sort of see how he wouldn't feel connected to them because they probably didn't even work together in the studio. Yeah. But at the same time, it is true that that's not the version of the song that went to number one. Mm-hmm. So you, you do have to acknowledge that it was the other version that went to number one. Yeah. You have to be open about that because you don't want like a Lizzo situation, although that's kind of a different thing, but she was like not giving credit to some people that were writing on her really popular songs. Well, so. that's even worse. <laughs> I feel like this one is not quite as bad as that. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't owe them. He didn't you know? take their any way their money. Yeah, he he and he put down his track first, right? Mm-hmm. They put down down the track second. Now that's why I went to number one. But at the same time, you could sort of see how he might feel that they don't really have anything to do with each other. Yeah, they kind of worked on a thing after you worked on a thing. I, I could see that it's sort of like script writing in the f- film business. If I write a script and then another guy makes some edits to the script, we both get writing credits. Yeah. But would I necessarily go out on my way to thank him because he made some edits right. to my script? Like no. if, if you guys ended up winning like best screenplay or something. Yeah, I don't know that I would. Uh, I'd have to acknowledge that he has a writing credit, but 
I don't know that I would feel that connected to him in the work. So I, I could see, I could see his logic too. Yeah. And I, I'm sure he thought, oh, maybe BTS, they just, you know, added the few more views that put it over the top. Maybe they're not responsible for like, you know, a lot of it. I, I, that's hard to say. It was popular before already, right? It was up there. It was yeah, just so not one. It's not like they're the only reason. Yeah, it's on the charts. So it's clearly they're the reason why it's number one. But obviously it was popular already. So, you know. I can sort of see where it's coming from. And I, I didn't watch the thing. It's TikTok. So it, you just, it's not a long format media. So, right. So you're just right. sort of saying things off the cuff. You can't just and say, I like if, to think this, this, and if this. If you forgot someone, oh, 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 well, you know, it's not like a, a eulogy or something you, where you, you have a lot of time to plan it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a TikTok. So I, I wouldn't read too much into it. It's a little suspect, but even at the same time, when I say suspect, what does that mean? Does that mean we have to harass him or something? No. <laughs> it just means that, oh, yeah, maybe he just didn't really respect their contribution to, to, to the song. Um, yeah. That, that's his opinion. Yeah, he, he has a right to it. He's probably just excited in, in the mm. whole, caught up in the whole thing and in his announcement. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so Big Hit's IPO happened, and the st- when the stock started trading, apparently the price jumped, and... It was selling for higher than expected, and so um, what people were predicting they were uh, each member was going to make from it because you know each BTS member has shares in Big Hit because they were I don't know given some or allocated some out of you know the whole the total of however many stocks there are. So people thought, oh, they're gonna, they're probably going to make you know seven seven and a half million when this IPO happens. But they ended up making $10 million each from this. So it like sold even better than expected. So that was pretty crazy that that happened. They just got like all this money all in one day. And then, <laughs> so that happened. And then the next day or like a couple days later, it's like, oh, yeah, of course, it's going to do really well the first day. And then the next day, the next couple of days, it starts going down. It's going up and down, you know, just like a normal stock market. And then there are some people that are like, um, can I sell my stock now? It's like once the price drops, it's like, don't you know how this works? You're not supposed to like panic and like want to no. sell it right away. It's a like, lot of people don't. You mean like fans who bought the stock? Yeah. A lot, not, a, yeah. A lot of first time. they familiar with uh, the whole stock. A lot of first time investors were like uh, panicking. Yeah. Well, a lot of first, if you don't know about the market and you don't have a stomach for trading, then uh, a lot of people will do that. I mean, if if you don't know, it's not advisable to sell low. This doesn't mean you never sell low. Sometimes you have to cut your losses, but you know these are. It's difficult to know when to do what. People make a lot of money making these sorts of decisions. Um, but in, in in general, it pays to be patient with a stock when it's lower than you bought it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should only be selling it when it's higher than you bought it for. So, but I could see a lot of first time investors not really being. Uh, savvy to that although you know it's doesn't you don't you don't it's not like mcdonald's you can't just go in and buy stock so even buying the stock uh you have to get a brokerage you know it's on the korean exchange so i don't know how easy it is because i've never bought a a stock on the korean exchange how easy it is to even buy it right but uh that sort of implies that you're not a a newbie to this either but (laughs) yeah yeah if you have all that set up then, wanting, yeah, wanting to sell at the first sign of trouble is 
it, pro- it indicates that it's probably this is not the thing for you. Don't buy stocks. Just invest into your four hundred one k or buy mutual funds or something like that. You know. Yeah, it says it dropped a t- big hit. Dropped twenty four percent over two days. Is that something to panic about, or doesn't matter what the percent? Well, was? in general, if a stock has dropped twenty four percent in two days, that is a disaster. Um, but considering that this was an IPO, so it just opened up. It's sort of feeling out where it's supposed to be, right? Right. So, uh, what is this article? This article, of course, is uh, not up to date. This says it jumped up to 292, but I can see on Google that it's now at 192 as oh. of today. Okay. Um, so that is quite a <laughs> that's quite a drop. But if you bought it at 292, you should not sell it at 192. That, no, that would be a mistake. You have to wait. Yeah, just wait it out. Um, I don't know. This Korea boo is where uh, we're getting some of this information. This article is full of bad, bad info. <laughs> First of all, those numbers make no sense. It says that Big Hit is valued at $50 billion. I know that's not right. I don't have to look that up. There's no way it's valued at $50 billion. The whole K-pop industry is like $10 billion. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? So, no, that's wrong. Yeah, I'm sure they, they I don't... Think ha- it's, I think it's five. They added a zero, okay? They don't um, have a... They don't have fact checkers. They don't have a finance desk at Korea no. Boo. <laughs> right. And here it says founder and CEO, Bang Si Hyuk. It says he's made over 1.78 trillion US dollars. Who edits these Korea Boo <laughs> articles? <laughs> I mean, it's, we know, most people know that Jeff Bezos is worth like 150 trillion, uh, billion dollars, you know, depending on the day. Right, nobody makes a trillion yet, that neighborhood. right? Yeah, nobody is worth a trillion dollars. Even people who believe in conspiracy theories about the Rothschilds or whatever, they don't even think, you know, they have a trillion dollars. Yeah, the richest family in the world doesn't have no, a actually, trillion. No, actually, no, the conspiracy theorists do think they, as a family, have a trillion dollars, which is not accurate. They have a lot of money, but they don't have a trillion dollars. Um, some people think that Vladimir Putin has more money than Jeff Bezos. I think that's possible. Yeah. His money is hidden. Right. Um, the House of Saud obviously has a lot of money. We don't know, you know, if one person controls all of it, that person is functionally richer than Bezos, perhaps. And yet none of these people are worth over a trillion dollars, I can guarantee you. Okay, that is a very, very big number. All right, that's like U.S. Uh, budget type number, okay? Right, he's, he's not that rich. <laughs> right, you know, that's the, the U.S. prints like a trillion dollars for the uh, pandemic relief package. And this will affect inflation at some point. That's how much money that is, is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. It actually moves the needle for inflation and in the largest economy on earth. So, uh, yeah, one person is not worth all of that. Certainly not him. No. <laughs> anyway, point being, get some editors, Korea boo. <laughs> that's, that's, that's an embarrassing slip. I, 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 I would think that like a, a, a teenager... Just reading this a second time probably catch that as a mistake. They're like, what? He's worth Who's how worth much? Trillion dollars? No, I don't know. Is Korea Boo, is it, are the writers Korean or are they English speaking? If they're English speaking, they should have some concept of what a U.S. dollar is worth. Maybe if they're Korean, then, you know, like I don't know. Like if I had to translate U.S. dollars into Korean won, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that would look like. I might just say whatever. Apparently, there's they're in the trillions of dollars now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily make that conversion well. Um, so maybe I'll cut them some slack if it's Korean writers. Although no, because you can go to Google 
and just type in the Korean won and it will immediately give you a conversion. And it's not a trillion. It is not a trillion. No, it couldn't, it is worth, couldn't be. Well, it, uh, if they say 1.5 trillion, I'm pretty sure they mean 1.5 billion. Although that doesn't make sense either because it says he owns 40% of the company. Mm-hmm. And it says the company, anyway. Still, it's okay. It's good. It's good that, uh, you know, BTS uh, is, is getting paid very well. So, Although I still think they they don't get paid well enough. Yeah, they should be paid more. If they were American artists, that mon- number would be up in the hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. Even for each member. Even for, you know, if they if they bring in $4 billion worth of revenue, if they're American artists, they probably would. I think it's fair to say they net like 500 million of that. I think so. Not They wouldn't get $4 billion of that. That's not the way this works. But right. they would get like $500 million, And that would be, you know, 80, 90 million per person in, the, in a year. That's what they should be paid if they were American music artists. Uh, that sounds more like what they should be getting. Right. But it's just, it's very, uh, the deal is slanted towards the company in Korea. Right. That's just their, the way they have it set up. Although you, it's hard to say what they're, like we don't know the contract details for, for the current contract. I have to imagine it's a lot better. They have so much leverage. Mm-hmm. So maybe going forward, they will make money sort of like American artists. So on October 7th, BTS received an award from the Korea Society, which we know was recognizing BTS for their advancements in U.S.-Korean relations. We mentioned that before, but I guess the actual ceremony the BTS received their award and then they had a speech and RM was speaking and he said uh, about the Korean War, which began 70 years ago, we will always remember the history of pain that our two nations shared together and the sacrifices of countless men and women. And you'd think that's pretty innocuous statement. He's just saying like, well, here's what our two countries went through and it was terrible and, you know, we accept this award. But of course... Like China has had to comment on that, and they were offended that RM didn't mention the number of Chinese soldiers that died mm-hmm. in the Korean War. So then, and you think, okay, well, if someone's complaining. It's like, who cares? Whatever, free speech, you know. But I mean, they don't have free speech. But it's like, okay, everyone can have an opinion. But it's like there was actual results from that, like consequences. Yeah. And there was a couple um, companies that BTS is uh, endorsing. So like Hyundai, Samsung, and Vila, they kind of took some steps to like take down some of their BTS stuff temporarily or I don't know, maybe longer. All because of that. And they didn't want to like make China more angry about it. I mean, that's fine that they want to do that. But I thought it was like lame that everybody has to like walk on eggshells around China. Yeah, it's a business decision. So much money is in China. Of course, that's what talks. More to the point, though, I just feel like, and obviously this is not all Chinese, and you know, hopefully this is just a minority. But then I do get the sense that this is a a decent number of uh, Chinese nationals. They just they're just a bunch of bitches. You know, <laughs> they need to get over themselves. This is this is the the comment was totally fair. It wasn't offensive. It was appropriate in the context. He was accepting a uh, he was accepting an award based on U.S. South Korea, U.S. relations. Of course, he's going to speak to the reason why we're related. The Korean War. Mm-hmm. Now, did other people die in the Korean War, namely Chinese nationals? Yeah, sure. They were on the enemy side. Why is anyone obligated to talk about that? that this is not the U.S. Korean slash Chinese award ceremony. Yeah. This has nothing to do with you guys, okay? 
Why are you so? Why are you so sensitive over there? Just because a, a, a pop star doesn't mention the Chinese casualties in a war that happened seventy years ago, this is you get butthurt over that. What's wrong with it? This is their their nationalism, their sense of pride. It's just out of control, and also their you know just how sensitive they are to these things. It's really it's a bad look. It just looks small. It's pathetic, they're in my so, opinion. They're petty. Yeah. And before you say, well, everybody's like that. No, wrong. Everybody's not like that. I can guarantee you that if Vietnam, and I'm pretty sure they probably do this, if they had a, any kind of ceremony commemorating, you know, them winning their war, they probably call it their war for independence, right? We call it the Vietnam War, but they consider it a war for independence or unification or whatever they consider it. If they were celebrating, it, they said, we remember our fallen and they all their sacrifice or whatever. Like, Good. Okay, fine. Of course, people in any country would remember fondly their own soldiers and what they did. Are there any American, would there be any Americans, A, who even were aware of these comments? Like, would we even bother to seek out what Vietnamese people were saying in a ceremony commemorating their side of the Vietnam War? No, I don't think we would care. Second, would we be offended that they said good things about their sacrifices? And then would we pressure, I don't know, companies to change their business based on it? Like, well, we're not going to be doing business with Vietnamese companies now because you sponsored some people, some people at this award ceremony who said some things. It's like, about how, how dare you not mention how, uh, the Yeah, US how dare you only talk about falling. the sacrifices of your side in a war? I'm pretty sure there's uh, roughly zero Americans who would take offense to that. Didn't Americans not? There were Americans who died in that war. Tons of them died, and there's well, not actually and, not actually tons, but and P- I mean, compared to them, we yeah, we did not that many Americans in died. numbers. A lot more Vietnamese died in that war than Americans, but still, we had deaths. Why are you not talking about it? Why are you not talking about our our sacrifice? Like we had a lot of POWs too. Like, why should we talk about your sacrifice? You guys were fighting in our country, right? <laughs> why should? South Korea acknowledged the sacrifice of Chinese nationals in the Korean War. If it were up to the Chinese nationals, keep in mind, they were fighting for North Korea to win that war. Uh, they would all be North Korea now. North Korea being in control of both Koreas if China had its way 70 years ago, correct? Why should any South Korean be happy about that or endorse that or say, man, I'm so glad you guys sacrificed. Like, no, I'm actually... Not glad. I wish you guys went home and didn't fight and that we could have just not had a Korean War. And, you know, yeah. And, and, you know, we could have just had the democratic South Korea. And if you guys have North, then fine. Um, although, to be fair, it's the reason why there's two Koreas is because of the war. It's not like there was two Koreas and then they fought war. So, but small, small detail. He's not obligated to do that. The however many Chinese who were offended by this are thin skinned idiots, you know, I hate to just use pejoratives, but that's how I feel because I don't, I don't, I, I do not see, I, I mean, when Mexicans celebrate Cinco de Mayo, uh, do, do you see a lot of uh, French people get offended? No, not at all. They're celebrating the victory, their victory. Well, you know that French people died in that victory, right? Do they get offended? Well, they say, well, why aren't you mentioning the sacrifice? They don't want to mention it because you were the enemy at the time. It doesn't mean you're the enemy now, but... You know, you're at the enemy at the time. So why should I mention it? Yeah. And they're not even being insulting. They're just not even mentioning the other side. It's like, we're just Correct. happy about our side. He, RM didn't say uh, thank you to our shared sacrifice or whatever. And also, uh, I hate the Chinese. I wish they all would have died. No, he didn't say anything of the sort. 
So I know that it's not all all Chinese. I think the problem with China is that yes, it has an outsized element of nationalism, and they're very thin-skinned because they feel like they should get more respect on the world stage, being as powerful as they are. But since they're newly powerful, you know, it takes time for people to start respecting you as a world superpower. So they feel some kind of way about that. And also, you know, as the Chinese government, as many governments, they do promote a lot of patriotism because it's useful, right? So they do promote this sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other major problem, that they, the reason why you see so much garbage takes coming from China whenever something happens, is that there's so many people. There's a billion people there. So even if 2% of the people have garbage takes, that's going to be a ton of people online. Right. That's true. Right. It's If this were Switzerland and 5% of the Swiss had garbage takes about something, would we even know? I mean, maybe, probably not. We, no one would write a story about it. Yeah. Nobody care. Probably wouldn't make a blip. Yeah. And it's like 100 people, whatever. And that's not 100. It wouldn't go viral. Right. It's more than 100. But obviously, point taken, 2% of a billion people. There's going to be a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of voices. Um, so I think that is also a problem. And the other uh, the other angle to this story I want to point out is never ever believe any of these companies when they claim that they are for any kind of justice or social justice or they're socially uh, conscious or anything like that. If they have a, a we love the environment commercial or we love blm or whatever or like, we but love you know pride. what when it comes to yeah our pride they, for a whole month they do their pride logos and all that it's all for the bottom line they don't really care about those things and you know how we know because when it comes to china let's say rm did say something even worse let's say uh, he said oh, oh by the way i want to take this opportunity to den- denounce chinese concentration camps <laughs> that would have been you know crazy. What they, all, all of all they'd have to drop them like samsung would just have to drop them drop bts right that they would, just yeah. they, they just have to drop them that's what would happen now but uh, i thought you were a socially conscious company are you are you are you co-signing on concentration camps or are you arguing that they don't exist there's there's pictures of them okay so i don't think you could really rightfully deny that they exist so or are you you're just socially conscious when it helps the bottom line and you're not socially you're the opposite of it in fact when it doesn't help the bottom line and china's the the big lightning rod example that you can always use. So how does your company behave in China? Just ask that question. That tells you everything. I, I don't see a lot of companies taking a stand and saying, hey, I, we we denounce these things that happen in China. Well, you can't do business there anymore. You can't do business with the fastest growing economy with a billion people on earth. Does that sound good to you? No, that doesn't sound good to any company. So I don't want to hear it when they, when they preach about anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. It's just... It's just junk to me. It's junk. It's insulting to my intelligence. And if you buy it, uh, maybe you're not that intelligent. I don't know. But maybe you're just not informed. I don't want to say you're not intelligent. But here here it is. You're 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 being informed right now. All major corporations bend the knee to China. Look at the NBA. Look at Samsung in this situation. You know? And this wasn't even that serious. Uh, but they still distance themselves. Yeah. Right? And also, in this situation, he wasn't specifically talking about the human rights offenses. In the NBA... It, it was that situation because the thing that sparked the year-long boycott China made of the NBA was one of the GMs said, free Hong Kong, or I stand with Hong Kong, or something like that. Yeah. Can't have that. Can't have that. Yeah, and China punished the whole sport for a year. That's like, yeah, it that- just came back. It just came back. They need it, too. But it just came back. 
Uh, it's available in China now. Um, of course, lots of people in China use VPNs and watch stuff anyway. But you know, never I don't never buy any of these companies when they when they have some sort of uh, socially conscious message to to feed you. Uh, it it's just a business decision. Yeah, that's it. And just because you agree with uh, whatever message you're sending, that's they know that you agree with it. But th- this is not a reflection of their morality in any way. Okay, and you should probably be a little bit offended that they think this 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 would work on you. Although it does work on some people, so you know that's why they keep doing it. They should be called out on it. Yeah, because they all bend the knee in China. Too too big of a market. The other part of this article that I thought was kind of funny was the New York Times got quotes from just you know some random Chinese people, I guess, and one person that they interviewed was her name is Jolly Lu, a twenty-one-year-old medical student in Guangzhou, she said she was reconsidering her support of the band. Mm. And it says, in a phone interview on Monday, she said she was angered by their comments, which she had learned about after watching a live stream video of a BTS concert on Saturday. So it's like, right after she watched Map of the Soul 1, then she was like, oh, they said this about China? Well, maybe I won't support them anymore. Mm. It's like, um, this is some hardcore fan if you're watching Map of the Soul 1. Right. <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, maybe she just said that because it's like, well, I'm being quoted and this will be in a newspaper that someone will see in China. So maybe I need to. That's true. That's something to consider too. They have a social credit system. You're being watched. Your behavior is monitored. It's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the same type of place. So that might influence what people say on the record as well. Yeah. Especially they publish her name and everything. So I'm sure that was. But that doesn't explain the people who make just bad takes online. Because you didn't have to go online and make those bad takes. You could have just not done it. Yeah, that's true. If you're asked directly, sure, maybe you will. Uh, you will say you will say what is socially acceptable. But you, if you're if you made the effort to go online, then I have to imagine that that's your real opinion. We've been looking forward to the KDA album that's coming out in November, and we just found out that. I mean, we assumed G Idol would be on it since they were on the album last time. That we just found out that Twice is going to be on there too, and I think at least one song that they're performing on Twice performs on "I'll Show You" along with Becca Boom and Annika Wells. So that's pretty interesting because I didn't think there was going to be like multiple girl groups on here. I wonder if that was something that JYP was like, "Hey, we want to get in on that," or if it was. They reached out to Twice, but I think that's great. Uh, like, I want to hear these songs now. I wanted to anyway, but now that Twice is on there, it's like, wow, that's this sounds like it's going to be a pretty good album. Yeah, I think it. I think it's good. It's always good to like get Twice out there more. I don't know that it's a good fit because KDA is more of a Black Pink. It's like a it's a girl crush concept. Oh, that's true. You know, it's very girl crush, and now it sounds even more Western. Mm-hmm. I don't think that fits Twice at all. I think they're bubblegum K-pop still. And they have I know they're trying to change your image, but I don't know that it's been successful. And they have nine members. KDA only has four or five. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to have that many different voices, but then there's only like, what, four characters? Yeah, and I don't think they're going to... The way League works, I don't think they're just going to throw in other characters either. That's going to be... Although that would be interesting if they did. That would be exciting because that means more KDA skins. But nine is a lot. Makes me feel that they're just gonna lay down background or something like that. Which, but if they're gonna do that, that seems like a monumental waste of twice. Mm-hmm. You would hope that they would get their own characters and everything. Are there, there's just gonna be different members voicing 
the KDM, KDA members at different times, that will be weird and off-putting. It might be confusing. Right. So I don't, I don't agree with that either. And I don't agree with them just doing background. So I do have some reservations about this. The only thing that would uh, be ideal for me is if each member got their own character. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be a problem either because number one, there's like 140 League of Legends characters. I have plenty to choose from. Number two, uh, KDA skins are popular. So I don't, I don't think it'd be bad to have nine more KDA skins. Yeah, they can. There's more to sell then, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't see why that would be a bad thing. They might feel it's oversaturated, but I don't think so either because the way League works is well. First of all, if you don't play League, you have your little character on the game, and you don't have to pay any money to play this game. But you can pay money to change the cosmetics, like what clothes your character is wearing and things like that. Uh, purely cosmetic, but you can pay for that. And if you have a certain number of favorite characters, of course it gets boring to look at their basic skin all the time. So you pay money to uh, get more customized ones. Um, so I don't think, but th- the point is there's no saturation because no person plays every character. Most people play, you know, 10 to 20 characters and they only get skins for those. So right now, KDA, I, I have this problem. I'm a league player. I have this problem. I love the KDA skins, but I don't play any of those champs. Like, oh, so I can't use them. I can't, can't use them. Can't take advantage. Oh uh, yeah, I don't play any of those champs. So it's not oversaturated for me. I'm I'm left out. But if they did nine more characters, chances are good that it will it will cover one of the champs I play, and then I could buy that skin. So it wouldn't be oversaturated. Especially you being a Twice fan, it's like oh, let me see what that mm-hmm. one's all about. So I do feel like that would make money for them, and therefore why not do it? But then I've I've seen no indication that more characters are rolling out though but you never know when i was reading on reddit about this there was a surprising number of people that said that they got into k-pop because of kda and the the song from league like the same way that you said i'm not surprised but i didn't know like so many people that the the crossover was there i was like wow that's a really good move then if you're gonna because league is the most popular game on earth i don't know how many people play it but got to be at least 50 million people i think i have no idea wow i might be low but mm, you know i think 50 million is a mm, worldwide yeah 50 million let's just go with that so i don't think there's 50 million people listening to k-pop and also these are my these are probably different audiences right yeah so uh, except for the people in korea there was an overlap there of course probably yeah but that was great for k-pop they really do owe something to uh, kda because it, it, it brought in new fans for sure yeah for sure uh anyway yeah back to the thing i hope they give uh, a champ to every member twice and also i didn't know becca booms sang i mean i guess she can she writes raps so she must be able to rap herself so i guess mm-hmm. she's wanting to be on there as a performer right. this time why not and the other good thing about it is that um even though kda has a western sound more western sound especially their latest song they do try to since it's a quote-unquote k-pop group they do try to keep korean in it so i don't think twice will be forced to sing in english which is not their strong suit so they can they can sing in korean oh that works out for them mm-hmm. so that would be fine uh, my only issue is just again whether they'll get their own champs and also there's the sound just doesn't fit them i don't think this the sound fits them but at the same time maybe the song they're on will just you know fit them better it could just have a different vibe there's nothing that says kda has to have the same type of song all the time do you think this is a similar thing to bts 
having their song on Fortnite with Twice being on League of Legends, getting that exposure? Uh, no, League of Legends is bigger than Fortnite. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we hear we hear a lot about Fortnite, but I guess it's kind of like not. League of Legends is bigger, and KDA is even a little bit its own thing. Uh huh. Not quite, but it's sort of its own thing at this point. Like there's I, there's people who are interested in KDA who don't play League. Oh, okay. So it's grown beyond. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that you're only interacting with that BTS Fortnite collaboration if you're a Fortnite <laughs> player. Right. And I'm not because I don't like Fortnite. But yeah, KDA is definitely a bigger get. That'd be cool though. Maybe BTS would try to collaborate with League. Oh, maybe. maybe. Can you imagine how many skins they would sell? Oh yeah, they would sell a bunch of skins. Wow, that's true. And even though most League players are male, um, there's a sizable number of females who play. And obviously most BTS fans are uh, female. But then there's also a sizable number of males who are fans of BTS. And good overlap that they're Korean. Yeah. And Koreans by far play the, the league more than anyone else. So, yeah, I think a collaboration would be profitable. And KDA is uh, it's all women. So maybe they can, you know, you could utilize some of the male champs. That would be cool. So there's an article from the South China Morning Post, which is titled... Blackpink are out of touch with today's pop music trends and a throwback to an era that no longer exists. It's like, okay, well, that's a little dramatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, so whoever wrote this article really doesn't like Blackpink or they don't think that they're in alignment with pop music right mm-hmm. now, which I don't know why they think that because obviously they're selling a lot of albums. So I mean, they get hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. How are they? Uh, uh, one would think just based on the facts that they're at the forefront, they're the biggest. Aren't they the biggest? Who's bigger? I really don't think that anyone's bigger right now. I think that even if you put up someone like Taylor Swift against them, they just have a lot more heat behind them right now at this moment. I would still say probably Taylor Swift would sell more concert tickets, but I'm not sure about that anymore. I'm not actually totally sure about that. And that's still very country dependent. I think that that would be true in the US for sure. But worldwide, I'm not sure that that's true. So... How are they not at the forefront? How are they out of touch? And I, yeah, I saw the article. Basically, it's just, oh, well, Billie Eilish is more, hmm, uh, what is it, authentic or something? Yeah, she's uh, more she's off the cuff. Improvisational. Uh, she's, not, she's, she's not produced. Edgier. Right? right. She's not produced. She's not polished. First of all, I believe that her look is produced. It's just purposely that way. Exactly. People that's, that's don't. What they're going people for. don't see that. They yeah. think, oh, Billie Eilish is just being Billie Eilish. No, I don't think that's the look that she's going for. If she was just being, oh, I'm just a 18 year old girl, and like, y- you know what? She would be like wearing sweats or something, and or just have some basic Instagram look, like a lot of teenage girls like to mimic, right? She'd be very basic, right? Would she have green hair? Would she have weird baggy clothes? Uh, no, that that's. <laughs> That isn't, I'm pretty sure that is intentional. They purposely do that to make her stand out. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't she different? Yes. That is, that is also produced. That's, uh, it's, it's just going for a different aesthetic is all. It's just as produced as Blackpink. Right. It's like they're both polished. They're both an image that's constructed. Right. So I, it's a false, it's a false dichotomy. What I think this author means to say and what they're aligning themselves with and this is not going to be politically correct on my part, but there's a backlash, I think, against attractive women being attractive. There's a backlash against it. Right, there's right. A, there's a certain segment of people who just 
I think fundamentally they think that that's wrong or backwards or dated or it's just anathema to them and they don't like it. And hey, you don't want to look attract, you know, conventionally attractive or whatever. Hey, you don't have to. It's a it's a free country here for sure. And in most places, there's no rules that say women have to wear X amount of makeup or wear heels. Okay, uh, maybe in some industries, but you're pretty much free to be unattractive anywhere, not conventionally attractive anywhere, right? That yeah. is your right. But they get angry when they see other women being produced in a way that is conventionally attractive. Yeah. To either sell it as a package that hey, sex sells, beauty sells. You know, this is a business, so they're selling it. That is part of what Blackpink is selling you. If they didn't care about selling it, they would like they'd probably be in sweats all the time, right? Or they wouldn't do any makeup. They wouldn't have gotten any plastic surgery. They this is it is part of what they're selling, and there is a segment of people who are just against that. It upsets them. I would say yes, you are wrong to be upset by it because it really other people can dress how they want, other people can look how they want, right? What if other people want to be conventionally attractive? What if other companies want to put forth conventionally attractive people to sell product? Well, that's them. You can purchase Billie Eilish. You can go for people who are not presenting themselves that way. That's there's a free market, right? You can go, 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 go consume those things then, right? So for you to be upset, I think is it's counterproductive. Just go consume stuff you like. But they, tr- I think, you know, but they, they're, they're not satisfied with that. They're not satisfied with that. They want everybody to, to, to to reject the idea of conventionally attractive women. That's what I think. Because until everybody until everybody rejects it, then you will always not be conventionally attractive. There's going to be that's just reality. And you know, people people are superficial. There will always be people who look at you and say, "Oh, you're you're not as attractive as, you know, these black pink girls that I see on my TV all the time." What's up with that? And you'll get judged. I understand. It it feels bad to be judged by your appearance. And I don't think this is um some kind of conspiracy like they're they're trying to bring down all the attractive girls so that there's no more standards and they can feel free and not judged no there is no conspiracy they're not meeting on thursdays to discuss the plan <laughs> but uh, subconsciously i do think that that is sort of what, where this comes from yeah i think they people are looking at blackpink and it's like well they're attractive girls so then they're attractive they're, they're thin too they're very thin they find a way to which put is them offensive to a lot of people like backhanded ways to put down their music yeah it's like, well, they're fake. They're superficial. Right. They're this and that. All because yeah. they're like attractive girls. It's right. Like, they're attractive. They're thin. They conform to a uh, lot of conventional beauty standards. That is threatening to threatening or offensive or, you know, people feel like, oh, this creates a world that I don't feel comfortable in. So I need to stamp it out. It's just a subconscious. They know that girls like this create a world where girls like me aren't as accepted. And hey, I feel bad for you. I, I, I don't think it's great that anyone doesn't feel accepted in their own skin. That's not good. But at the same time, other people have the right to be conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. And for you to sort of tear them down with these disingenuous criticisms that are not based in fact, because comparing them to Billie Eilish and saying, Billie Eilish is authentic, you guys are not. Bunk. Because they're both, they're both constructs just going for different things. Yeah. They're just going for a different construct. That's all. You just don't like what is being constructed over here. Because it maybe creates a world where you're less comfortable or less valued. And you like this person over here because it fosters a world where you are more comfortable. And I guess you can't be blamed. I, a person can't be blamed for having that subconscious desire. Yeah, uh, We'd all like to feel more comfortable and accepted in our own skin, of course. But, but re- this is real life. And uh, I think it just makes you look kind of petty to be 
making these fallacious criticisms of Blackpink work really comes from a place that I think I think it comes from a place of you just being self-conscious about you. You know, they don't. I don't like Blackpink because they they represent a, a world that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna say they're they're manufactured or something. I would have I I I would be I would be much more in favor of this person writing an article that just said it like like I said it said it honestly. Mm-hmm. They just said I don't like Blackpink because they're thin, conventionally attractive women, and they're creating a world where that's sort of the standard. And I don't fit into it, or I don't feel comfortable in it, or I don't think it's healthy for people. Say that. Say that because that's what's really going on here. You're sort of hiding that. That criticism behind this other criticism of them being fake or produced, or oh, the music is—it's not. Yeah, is, uh, the music is not worthy or anything like that. Like they definitely were pushing a point of view in the article, but then they try to make it sound like, well, this is an objective, you know, assessment of both of these no. entities. And I think if you're a Blackpink fan, you have to kind of like read between the lines on articles like this, and it's like, yeah. okay, what are they really criticizing? Right. You know, another disingenuous totally off-base criticism they're a relic how are they a relic they are the most viewed girl group girl female artist right now yeah i, I don't think it's billy eilish it's we could look check at the numbers uh, I, maybe i'm wrong i don't think it is definitely youtube she's so, they're out viewing uh, how, how are they a relic and also here's another thing this also ignores the very real i would say i'll just say fact that both things are allowed to exist in the free market both things can coexist in the free market. Some people who like the Billie Eilish, you can go consume that sort of product. People who like Blackpink, you can go consume that sort of product. Just because like chicken sandwiches are are, are on the rise doesn't mean that burgers are a relic of a bygone time, <laughs> right? Like the people who still love burgers will just, there's plenty of them, they'll go eat burgers. And the people who are on this new hot thing, this new chicken sandwich thing, I guess you guys will, you'll, you'll eat chicken sandwiches. But the point is there's plenty of room, plenty of consumers to support both of them, uh, neither one is a relic. Yeah. Just because one may be hotter at the time or more prominent, and that is also false, but in this person's estimation, right, Billie Eilish is more current. Okay, right. maybe she is more current. Even if that's true, which is not, plenty of room for uh, Blackpink, a uh, relic, as you say. There's room for Michael Bublé. There's room, I don't know, there's probably old people who still listen to like Celine Dion, right? Yeah. Is there not room for her? She's a relic of a bygone era. So I mean, she yeah. makes millions of dollars. Plenty of people love her music. Right? She is from a bygone era. Yeah, but, but plenty of people love still, it. So she sells. She's also still current. Right. There's room for all of them. What if I went to Celine Dion and said, uh, I mean, you're a great singer and all. And wow, you have so many hits. But you're really just a relic. I mean, people should listen to Blackpink instead or something. <laughs> well, what a dumb what a dumb <laughs> comment, right? Is Where is that comment coming from? Yeah. Right? You have to ask the motivation of a person making a comment like that. Um, maybe maybe it's even true. But why would you, you know, it reveals something about your motivation to even go down that path to say, well, Blackpink is much more current than Celine Dion. Okay, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's even obvious. But what is your motivation behind even pointing that out? Yeah. Right? What is your motivation in even pointing? It's to, it's to criticize Blackpink. Yeah. It's because you don't like what they represent. You don't like how they do it. So you're going to say they're a relic. That's what you're saying. You don't, you don't want to give them credit for what they're doing. Right. Um, but again, it's not even accurate in the first place. The, the original assertion is not accurate. They're, they're not a relic in any way whatsoever. So I don't know. 
Very odd article. I'm surprised. That's the type of article that I would、uh, expect to read in like Vox or something like that. I wouldn't expect to read that kind of thing or the Atlantic or something.、Um, I wouldn't expect it from the where is it from the South China Morning Post or something like that. Yeah. So very strange <laughs> to see it there. Yeah, kind of a mainstream. Not that I, not that I read that. Yeah. Publication too much, but this seems like a pure opinion piece with a very clear agenda,、mm -hmm. which isn't what you. I don't know. Maybe I just. It seems like it's from a news outlet, like. Not a news outlet, an opinion outlet. Yeah. More of an opinion outlet. Also talking about Blackpink when their video came out, and we talked about Lovesick Girls. We really liked the video. But since then, there was like a kind of a minor controversy. Well, I guess not minor since they ended up editing the video.、Mm. But remember, there was one moment where. Jenny was dressed as a nurse, and then she was kind of like diagnosing the other Jenny, who was a patient. Yeah, yeah. And after that, there was a nurses' union in Korea that released some statements that they really didn't like the、oh, Jenny wearing the nurse outfit because it was quote unquote sexualizing nurses, and they didn't want nurses to be objectified in the video.、Mm -hmm. And at first, YG was trying to talk about. They were trying to explain what they were doing. It's like, well, she's wearing a nurse uniform because of such and such lyrics in the song, and that's why it's depicted like that. And、mm -hmm. we didn't mean anything to be like sexy or whatever, but here's what we meant by that. But then I guess there's too many complaints or whatever. Okay. So then they decided, well, okay, we're gonna edit that part. And I thought, wow, that was really unnecessary. But I guess if you want to respond to people, then that's what's Gonna happen, but yeah, I didn't think she was. It was even sexualizing nurses. It was just when I saw the costume, I did notice that scene, and I was like, okay, that nurse's outfit is kind of cheesy. It looks like a Halloween costume,、mm. but I didn't think, oh, well, that's a sexy nurse or whatever. I was just like, it just looks kind of like cheesy or like not accurate for what a nurse looks like.、Right. But I really didn't see any like sexualizing there, so I think they kind of overreacted with it. Right. Well. This also is a situation where I think maybe cultural differences are at play because Halloween is coming up, and if you go online in America and shop for a sexy nurse outfit, you're going to see a lot worse than that. Okay? Yeah. That, <laughs> that, exactly. That, that, that outfit is not sexy according to our standards. I mean, it it was, but probably just because Jenny is sexy. You know, yeah. She's an attractive woman. But just look at the outfit itself. Like, let's say you take it off of her and you put it on a table. It doesn't look like a sexy outfit to me. No, it it's not a nurse's like a, outfit. It's a, it's a dress. Everything is yeah, covered. Yeah, it's, it's not what nurses wear. Obviously, it has a, a shorter skirt. Obviously, it's meant to show her off a little bit. But if you just put it on a table somewhere, it, it doesn't strike. According to American sensibilities, that wouldn't strike us as a sexy nurse costume. But you know, this is the Korean Nurses Association. Do you think Korean? Not sure why they're watching Blackpink videos, but. You think Korean nurses saw that and thought, really thought it was, well, that's just way too sexy. We don't wear anything like that. Do you think it's like a difference here in how we're seeing it? Well, I mean, nurses here don't wear that either. <laughs> well, that's obvious. If you ever been to a hospital, nurses here don't wear that. But maybe the problem is that in Korea, maybe nurses get harassed or something. I don't know. But even if that were the case, that's not Blackpink's problem. You know, that's the fault of the people doing the harassing. And I don't think that they're going to do more or less harassing because Jenny had a nurse costume in a a video. That doesn't track for me. So yes, I think it's an overreaction, but I also think it's a little bit of a cultural、uh, divergence. 
it just it it probably does strike them as a lot sexier than it does us. Like we look at the costume and it just doesn't look like anything. Yeah. But even if it does strike them as sexy, I don't think that complaining was the right thing to do. Think, that's pretty that's pretty lame. But yeah, it sounds like maybe the nurses in Korea are really sensitive to issues like this of like mm. being harassed and all that and they right. they kind of like took it out on Blackpink and right. complained about this one thing and got there, you know, in right. the news. It probably went viral and it's just like, it, oh. Yeah, it, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure it's not all about Blackpink. It has to do with the, the context yeah. of how nurses are treated there probably. Um, you know, and that's bad, of course. You don't you know, people shouldn't be harassed at work. But again, not the fault of Blackpink or a relatively innocuous nurse outfit in one video. Pretty tame outfit. That yeah, that's that's not on them. It's not their responsibility. This is the something that Korean society needs to deal with. Right. Uh, you need to stop harassing your nurses, apparently, or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with Blackpink. No. I really don't think they did anything wrong. Right. And if you're uh, in a foreign country, go ahead and look up nurse costumes here. You might be yeah. shocked to then see what you'll find. You'll see. That's what we think sexy nurse means. It's like very different. <laughs> These days for Halloween, uh, women are just wearing like lingerie. They just go out like, like that. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you'll see. Trust me. It's like literally underwear is a costume. Yeah. Underwear is a costume. I think it's pretty, it's accepted here now. No one will. I mean, some people will sort of look at you side eyed, but they accept it. It's all in fun. It is. It, we have different cultures. Even so, I don't think that it feels unfortunate because it just seems like every Blackpink video, it's something. Yeah. Right. And no, I'm not blaming them. I'm not saying goddamn yg why is it always something no i'm not saying it that way i'm saying why does it always have to be something <laughs> somebody always <laughs> has to always offend about something nitpick something about yeah is it is it them i, I and i don't think that the, the, a lot of most of the things they do are even you know that bad so i just feel like they're catching some unnecessary heat yeah that's just true they're just at the top so they just get the most exposure yeah so i feel i feel bad you know blackpink can take it they're huge pop stars i'm sure that they're not losing sleep over this stupid nurse thing the video makes less sense with the edit why why is a patient talking to herself it made more sense with a nurse in that scene yeah the edit just has no nurse oh is that how they did it i thought Mm -hmm. maybe they took out that whole part with both Mm -hmm. how because it has verses oh they just put in scenes uh where she's the patient now it's just all patient yeah who's the patient talking to? that doesn't make sense then (laughs) right yeah. Who's the patient talking to? No good. <laughs> Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, Listen Notes, and iHeartRadio. New episodes weekly. If you want to support the podcast, please comment and share on social media. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or give us a rating on your podcast app. Follow BTS Happy Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.